Hallelujah. Awesome. Praise God. Wow. Drunken party, amen. Glory to God. fresh glory and just absorbing my father in heaven until my head goes numb. There was such a fresh release of the glory oil that all across my forehead just started to go numb, like being shot up with Novocaine. I release the glory of the father into your foreheads that all your minds Get shot up with glory cane. You can live in the high glory. You can constantly experience your Father in heaven through the resurrection life. We know we got it in our spirit. We're confident of that. If we were to die today, we'd go into the Father's glory. 
but can we grow our faith so that our heart and brain are living in the fullness of that glory on earth today, right now? That's what discipleship does. And death is your salvation. I die daily. To be absent from the body is to be present with God. I got to tell you guys last night, in the community we get together and do one-on-ones and deep dive in the Father, and I had a one-on-one with a precious sister last night at the steakhouse, and I got back to my apartment, and it was the strongest trance glory I had ever felt in my entire life. The glory was so heavy upon me that it was physically painful to move that my brain was uncomfortable my bones uncomfortable it brittle it was really really intense so i tranced out under this heavy glory and i woke up three hours later <laughs> i looked at the clock and it's like 2 a.m and all the the heavy kind of crucifixion garden of gethsemane glory had done its work and it was completely shifted atmosphere totally different but i could hear loud singing outside my window i look at the time i'm like 2 a.m i guess that's you know we live in crazy minneapolis it's not too far-fetched that there's people outside singing right now so i open the blinds and i'm looking out my window and everything is dark and there's i can see though there's nobody out there and the lord's like that's the angel choirs singing happy new year to the father that new level of trance glory that you absorbed in your brain is tuning you in to the angels and a greater hearing you're hearing the angelic choirs and the spirit said they're singing happy new year to god the father And it was a completely different electricity. The whole place energized, my whole apartment energized. I'm like, this is the taste of the new year, of the glory of the Father coming in dimensionally in a new way that the flesh and blood realm, the third dimension, has never known before. <laughs> it's all about the third dimension this season. Not the seventh dimension, sixth, fifth, fourth, all the glory dimensions, all the dimensions of glory. Listen, that's where we've been beyond the veil for decades. That work is complete, and it is. And it's about to flood the third dimension. <laughs> it's all coming into the third dimension this season, worldwide. And everyone 
in the natural third dimension will feel all the work that's been done by the true sons and daughters of glory beyond the veil. And he will reveal his sons and daughters of glory. That's what's going to happen this whole next year. It's the revealing of God's sons, all creation rejoicing. And the things that are fallen will not be rejoicing in it. But the things that are drinking and receiving will rejoice beyond imagination. And this next year will be one year of invisible glory that will feel like visible glory to those that are trained in the glory. That those that have swam in the glory for a long time and can stand in the glory. And the day of the Lord, who can stand? Those who are trained in the glory. Because the only question is, is the glory just going to melt you down and slay you because it's so overwhelming, the power of God? Or have you been going from glory to glory for so long that you've got a tolerance to stand in the glory? So the ones that are going to be standing and even some flying in the glory will begin to just rule over those slain in the glory. And as it has been for the last several decades, those that are most tender in their heart, who have the best hearts, will be harvested first by the invisible glory. Full outpouring of invisible glory. Then in 2022, the visible glory. The visible glory will start to come. And then everyone will believe once you can see God. It doesn't take any purity of heart. Once you can see the physical manifest cloud, everyone, the whole planet believe in God then. The issue is the first that come in will still come in by faith, by knowing what they're feeling in the invisible God, in the invisible glory, that this is Jesus, this is the goodness, this is the gospel. I can feel the Holy Spirit. My heart is tender and soft to the Holy Spirit. So the best of the nations will come into the invisible glory than everyone else. <laughs> after the glory becomes visible in the next couple years. Amen. And that's just to set you up for understanding of Rosh Hashanah. What's going to happen this next year? Glory. Major, major glory. And those that have been trained when it's not been popular, when it's been hard, difficult, tremendous persecution, You'll be the leaders, those that have been trained beyond the veil, in the secret place of the heart, in the hidden stairway of the holy place of your spirit with God's spirit in union. Everything you've developed in the inner man will be manifest. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and the outer man will be touched. The outer man will feel it. We'll be able to explain to people what they're feeling <laughs> have the answers for everyone this is what Jesus is actually like isn't he wonderful not a religious bone in his body pure bliss pure delight even the most severe things of God the most severe things of judgment our bliss, ecstasy, rapture, joy unspeakable, and full of glory. And the whole world will encounter his glory. The days of Noah, the floods of glory, 
is the knowledge of the glory that will cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. And there'll be a major changing in all root systems by the new light and the new water. For the bitter water and the sour wine will not be offered to the mouth. For everything that has breath will praise the Lord. And every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And if you think we've had bartending in the past, he saved the best wine for last. This wine is going to get stronger and stronger. A harder hit for those who know him. He's about to show you off. You've been on the Godka. He's upgrading you to the Everclear. The Crystal Clear, the 200 proof. The stuff that would kill the small infants in Christ. You can't you keep that stuff up in, you know, Daddy's medicine closet. That's the special reserve of God the Father for the mature ones. It's true. There is a wisdom drunk amongst the mature that infants know nothing about. Wisdom has mixed her wine. Infants in Christ, it's a stumbling block. It's offensive. Man, that looks like the world. It's the furthest thing. Anything in the world is a counterfeit of what God had in heaven. Satan created nothing. He counterfeited everything in the entire kingdom of hell. Not one original idea, not one original drug or alcohol, not one original party or club, or pleasure, not one original pleasure. They were all copycatted from the Garden of Pleasure, the Garden of Eden. You need to understand that to participate in the mature things of God, the fountain of the Lamb, and get really, really intoxicated on divine love. Song of Solomon 5.1, Shaka Shakar. Hebrew commandment, be drunk with love and he transported me into a house of wine SOS 2-4 mm. do you want to stay there where else are you going to go everything else is not love <laughs> glory what does SOS spell sauce Attention. <laughs> you know the drunkenness is to get everyone's attention. Part of God's plan for getting the nation's attention. Acts 2, that's how they harvested the souls of Jerusalem. Get them wasted on the anointing. Attention, please. These men are drunk on the Holy Spirit, and it's going to be poured on your flesh, whether you like it or not. You're going to receive what God's doing in your day, the best wine for last. You're going to stay in the religious death box cult 
and die in the tabernacle of Molech melting like the witch of Endor into the lake of fire. Your choice. fresh glory a lot but is it fresh drunken glory did you guys read today's newspaper yet I'm not talking about Trump being in town. And Sleepy Joe. I'm talking about the Bliss newspaper. <laughs> what does it say? <laughs> Yes. Wonderful thing, if you're in the glory long enough, the Spirit gives you a scripture for every strange experience you'll ever have. People just can't believe the stuff's in the Bible. Tell you the truth about the first maybe 10 15 years in the glory every progressive experience i had with god challenged my interpretation of scripture about the first 10 15 years so you get into the layers and levels of the scripture where you begin to interpret it like god the father interprets it and that's ultimately what you want called seven understanding the seven spirits of god understanding the word that's the place where you're pegged in the high place 
by the Word and the Spirit. Now, the Spirit is God the Father himself, the Spirit of God. The issue is if the brain is not in agreement with the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God's interpretation of the Word, you're going to be in low elevations of glory or no glory at all, just maybe charismatic externalism, which is where the majority really are, for honest. And so the changing or renewing of the mind is coming into the place of seven and understanding. Perfect understanding, the seven spirits of God, the spirit of understanding. And so the progressive experiences in the glory of God are to challenge your doctrine, belief systems, your dogma, your ritualism, your religion, everything familiar to you to get set free and to grow in, gl and grow in glory and flood the banks of what you accept to flow through your mind. Because you can channel more. You can conduct more out of your belly flows, rivers, more, more, more. And so you don't want the same amount of the river coming through your soul. You know, we started off like a pin needle, mustard seed size of the river release out of our innermost being. It was just a, a river, but it was the size of a mustard seed river. And it grew to be the largest water source in the garden. You grow in the river and releasing the river out of your innermost being right here your spirit through your soul right here your heart and out your flesh right here your brain by progressively agreeing with the spirit and the word through your spirit that intensifies your channeling and so i challenge all of you in order to go to a next degree and dimension of glory and freedom and abundant life you have to have experiences that challenge your dogma, that challenge your interpretation of the word. And if you don't even have an interpretation of the word because you don't read the Bible, go into the Bible and get an interpretation. And you'll start to get God's interpretation right away because you've started in the river. You've been raised, born again, and raised in the river of life. Praise God, these ones are born in Zion. They'll never know what Egypt is. And that's actually some of you here right now. You're like, man, I only have your interpretation, Brandon. The Father's interpretation. The River's interpretation. The, the seven spirits of God's interpretation. Thank, thank God that you don't have to go through the wilderness. You know, that we've spared you the gauntlet of the religious devil and the demons of witchcraft and Jezebel. Many of you will never even know what that stuff is. Good. That's how it's supposed to be. You're not supposed to go through hell. People are supposed to be born in the promised land, born in Zion. We're the generation that takes all expressions of Christianity out of the wilderness, out of the snake pit, out of Egypt, out of buildings made by human hands, pyramids, into Zion, the building made by the Holy Ghost, the glory habitation, the tabernacle of David. Amen. Worldwide. So that people won't even know what spiritual warfare is. It's like you go into trophy rooms and have to learn history lessons about spiritual warfare for future generations. And we're beginning to provide that for our spiritual children, the offspring of our spirit and our word. Not that we claim to be the father, but it's the father in us that's multiplying. Truly we are one with the father. So we multiply his seed 
are his sperm, his genetics, his genealogy, his offspring, through every heart that receives his word, which is his sperm, to multiply his nature, his person, his kingship, and his kingdom. And that might sound weird, but that's what words are, is the sperms of spiritual beings. <laughs> You're getting filled with spiritual sperm every time you entertain words from CNN, from Fox News. You're having an angelic creature, a spiritual creature, oftentimes a demonic creature. Fill your womb with words, which is the sperm of demons. Truth anyhow. When you allow the religious word into your spirit, you get impregnated by Satan. That's how Eve birthed Cain, and you'll birth Cain too, because you're still a part of that genealogy of that family tree until you repent and only entertain and allow God's word to impregnate your spirit. And it must be understood in those terms because you are doing those activities subconsciously not even trying because you all have wombs and you're all birthing either light and darkness whatever seeds you've entertained in the garden sadly a lot of Christians get into birthing the kingdom of hell's religion after they're born again and we're trying to end that in this generation that's what the Christian civil war is all about we're gonna end the bewitchment of Galatians 3 1 having begun in the womb of God, ending in the devil's womb. You're never supposed to put your shoulder to the throne of Jezebel, the false prophet, and the red dragon, and the beast. But in the revelation of Jesus Christ, most Christians drink that sour wine and go back into religion seven times worse after they're born again. Amen. That's what they do. That's why you see so many Christians looking like they've been baptized in lemon juice. And it's like, where's the joy of the Lord, bro? Where's the new wine on this one? It's like sour wine or new wine. And I'm talking about only amongst Christians that believe in Jesus. I'm talking about believers. But a lot of believers are actually deceivers. And you can tell by what the fruit, the countenance, Lord, restore the joy on my countenance salvation is the expression of your countenance because your countenance is the front of your soul you want to know what's in people's souls jesus said the eyes are the windows to the soul what's coming out of the front of their face is the door to everything in the temple of whatever's in there and it's usually not god it's usually not god very rare you look in the temple and it's God. When I find another believing believer that I can go into their temple through the gates of their eyes and have jubilee and rejoice and drink the new wine, I'm like, my God, an overcomer, a needle in the haystack. They're going to get more and more common, especially with your accurate teaching, with preaching from the mountaintop and not the wilderness, promised land teaching. So you bring the seed of Joshua and Caleb out of the promised land and you plant it to them while they're still in the wilderness. And if they believe the good report, honestly, very few do, but if they begin to, they'll actually be transported into the house of wine. Where was the wine in the house of wine? In the promised land. They had to carry the house of wine back to the Israelites in the wilderness. Too good to be true. And look at the enemies blocking the way. 
Ike, and then what's the enemy block in the way? Your doubt and unbelief. That's it. Spiritual doubt, spiritual unbelief, spiritual witchcraft. Doubt is a substance called darkness. <laughs> and for most people, it's a lot more real than faith. Faith is what transports you into the promised land, Zion's house of wine. How? Believing the word. When you believe the word, you're saved, translated out of darkness into his glory light. That's what the Bible says. Instant transportation miracle for anyone who believes the good report or drinks Joshua and Caleb's promised land wine. It's called the cup of the new covenant. Psalms 3.8 My true hero comes to my rescue. For the Lord alone is my Savior. What a feast of favor and bliss he gives his people. I could feel some demons squirming when I talked about the the younger Christians only having my interpretation of the scripture. But in fact, that's the only thing Paul tolerated in his churches. Hello? Normal, basic, new covenant apostleships, meaning everyone in the apostleship has the same interpretation. Otherwise, you're not in his apostleship. You're in someone else's church or belief system. You're in a different house. If you are in someone's house, if we're in the house of Paul, the house of Barnabas, if I'm in the house of the Lord Jesus, that means and I'm in his house of teaching, believing, walking, acting, and being. Moses, who was faithful in all God's house, you know, the pinnacle of the apostle is represented in the ministry of Moses. Every apostle for 2,000 years who's a real apostle wanted the ministry of Moses. Otherwise, they're a false apostle 100% of the time. To be faithful in God's house, to have all the Father's interpretation for everything going on under the sun, especially the Bible. And if it's a real apostle, it'll be the most glorious, wine-drenched version of every possible belief system. That's what Christian maturity is, or government of God. What do we want to increase? Government of God and peace. How? Being faithful in his house, having the same opinions as our Father in heaven. You realize that's what maturity is? I don't believe anything differently than my Father. And when I did, that's what made me immature. So a mature apostle has the same perspective of everything in the world as God the Father, and that's the basic standard of apostolic ministry that most of you are brand new to. People are so demon-possessed, they'll call that cult. That's actually basic 101 apostolic foundations. You need that, because it's true. And please, Test the word, test the fruit. You don't want to be in a false apostleship. 
that has bad fruit, everyone looking like they baptized in lemon juice. Angry. No one blessed, especially if there's sickness and disease, man. Wow, the fruit of Jezebel, according to Jesus Christ in the red letters. And those that are intimate with that woman, Jezebel, I will throw on a bed of sickness. Wow. Kind of harsh, no? The revealing of your intimacy with demons so you can grow in the truth. Thank you, Father. Got a surprise for you guys. to defeat Satan for good? <laughs> We're going to do it by manifesting the glory nature in full inheritance that our light becomes so bright there is no more darkness in Jesus' name. It's time to rise and shine. Hallelujah. Happy Holy New Year. I didn't plan this, but the glory in me planned this day of arrival to usher in the new thing in partnership with Brandon, to bring back the rewards of everything we sought after in Europe, in Africa, and lay it at the feet of the glory <laughs> and get caught up in this whole new wondrous thing. <laughs> now we go forth. We are the new world order. <laughs> Fear God. <laughs> because the spirit of Elijah ascended, and now it has descended on earth to manifest the coming messianic age to cover the globe. Amen. I spent exactly six months and one day, so the first day of the seventh month, on foreign soil. Beginning on St. Patrick's Day, ending on Rosh Hashanah. You can't mess with the glory testimony. It will just mow you down. <laughs> We're bringing back some excellence. Birthing the nature of excellence. <laughs> like Daniel. <clears throat> Nebuchadnezzar pretty hot in here. Do you think you could make it seven times hotter?
Awesome, welcome back. Glory, brand new season. Just feeling the new year and the Father making all things new. There's all kinds of wonderful things going on. And it's all related to the judgments of the glory. And I tell you the truth, even though it's so wonderful for us here because we've really been warring against Satan's worst principalities for a very long time, a lot of people are going to be very confused. Oh my goodness. Like, because honestly, we were right about everything, and most people opposed us about everything. And the Father is about to confirm literally every aspect of Red Letter Ministries to the whole world. And it's going to confuse people big time because they were so certain. A lot of them had dreams and visions, Jezebel's dreams and visions. A lot of them had signs and wonders, Jezebel's signs and wonders. And they weren't mature enough to discern principalities from the Prince of Peace like the sons of God have navigated through for decades. And so the greater glory is going to be horrifying for many people, but listen, we're going to be very gentle because we love our enemies and we embrace with open hearts those that have said all kinds of slanderous things about us. You did not get here to this place of throne room company except through Joseph's pit and Joseph's prison. There's no chance a single one of you got here legitimately except through the pit and the prison of your brothers and your cities and nations. And that's legitimate how you get resurrected by God the Father through the pit and the prison to stand on the top of the temple and the top of the mountain. That's the overcoming of every single disciple of Satan lifting you up to the top of the temple and Satan lifting you up to the top of the mountain. And it's all the pride of the fallen angels in those two temptations for your understanding how you legitimately get to the top of the temple through the glory of God that is only gained through the pit in the prison. What do you die with in the grave entombed with Christ, Paul says? Is there any pit like hell? Did you get crucified with Christ into the bowels of the earth? Of course we did. The baptism of death is our certificate of apostleship. <laughs> the pit is your certificate to preach. The pit is your power. The prison is your testimony. The prison becomes your prosperity and the pit becomes your power. And so all this stuff that's in the world that is still the fallen angel's pride in the temple and in the mountain, which if we're honest, it's over 99% of even Christianity. It's about to be refined in glory fire through the legitimate Joseph company. I saw on the ephod of the high priest that he shared with our hearts because he's given us grace to have his ephod to be clothed in the high priest's clothing, the Joseph Stone begin to glow this week. It's glowing. And there's a promotion, not just from the pit or the prison, but to the palace. And the palace ain't going to be Pharaoh's palace because all of these parables, types and shadows are coming to one in the manifesting sons. It's going to be Solomon's palace. Solomon's palace is coming forth this year. Oh yeah, I believe it and I proclaim it. I have faith for it and our leaders have faith for it that not just Solomon's temple, 
the Ezekiel 47. I'm talking about Solomon 3.0, New Covenant, sons of David, sons of God, in Solomon's temple and in Solomon's palace, which is what the habitation of the manifesting sons into the third dimension will literally be this year. And it'll be much greater than Solomon, and people don't have a grid for that, that all the gold of Solomon is still in the earth. There isn't one gram missing. And you need to understand the foundations of the temple because I know a lot of people, this is still a sore subject, that it still offends people. But before the glory came into the temple, the gold came into the temple. Oh, you love money. No, I love the Bible. I love protocol. I love obedience to my father. I love my father's temple. I love the Ezekiel 47 water temple. But there is no glory going to fill the bride of Christ until the bride of Christ fills the temple with gold. Because all the wisdom of Solomon is recorded, but not practiced. Because before the glory filled Solomon's temple, the gold filled Solomon's temple and the water will carry the gold. That hasn't happened at all. I mean, it hasn't at all. And I'm telling you, it will by the water. You are dealing with religion in the worst, most severe way of all time because it's the maturation of all seed lines. It's the maturation of all religions in the world. Occult religions. Freemason sorcery is religion. False Christianity Jezebel religion. That's All of them rob the temple. All of them steal the gold. How do you rob God? By not bringing the gold into the temple. Malachi 4 is the rhema word for every Christian on the planet right now. And if you have the widow's two mites, well, you're most blessed of all. The issue is about bringing your treasures into the temple of Yahweh so you can have rain. This isn't about a money-loving, money-hungry a prosperity preacher. This is about bringing the glory to the earth and understanding the protocol of the scriptures. That's how it works, people. Until that happens, no house will be glorified. The houses that bring the gold, they'll be glorified. The houses that don't bring the gold, that don't bring the silver, there is 75 billion in silver in Solomon's temple. 222 billion with the B in gold. And all that silver and gold belongs to the Lord Jesus. Is it not written? The silver and gold is mine, says the Lord Jesus. Do you actually believe that? Revelation 5 says the same thing. All riches belong to the Lamb of God. All. They don't belong to you. They don't belong to your business. They don't belong to your company. They belong to Jesus, your creator, your maker, your husband, and your king. Good. Don't you want your treasures in him? Oh my gosh. Do you realize that's how you get sealed in your soul in the temple? Very important. That breakthrough in finances will be the glorification of the American bride. And the priests that serve in the temple will minister the glory from the temple. You want to test God and finances? Of course you want to do that. The Bible commands you do that because there are so many phonies and fakes out there. They're called hirelings. 
meaning they take your money for a ministerial service, but they don't give you the glory. That's what a hireling does. They still charge you for the MP3, for the sermon, for the church service, for, for the video podcast. You have all these people selling books, selling CDs. It's literally a multi-billion market in the Christian market of the USA. Multi, multi, multi-billion. How much of it is hireling? The vast majority. Why? Did it glorify your soul? Are you pegged in a higher elevation in the spirit? And some of it's legitimate glory ministries, so don't think I'm nagging on all of it. It's not just red letter ministries. I have friends in many different ministries that are ministering the glory. The test is to test the fruit to see if it produces the glory in your soul. Because the hirelings have to be removed because they're the ones robbing the temple. What do you think the cat of nine tails is all about? (laughs) These people were stopping people. It wasn't about not sacrificing. That's the prescription of the scriptures. It was about sacrificing for the glory of man instead of the glory of God to fill the temple with glory. Their sacrifices were not exchanged with Yahweh so that there was no impartation into their spirit. So they walked around under a zombie curse of religion in Israel under the whitewashed tombs of the Pharisees. They had to start a brand new movement called John the Baptist in the river and baptize them out of the synagogue because it had become the synagogue of Satan. They were actually bringing sacrifices to Satan instead of God the Father. That's why Jesus had to do his whole messianic movement. Did he want to? No! It would have been so much easier just to have church in Herod's $40 billion temple and everyone glorify God. But they had been sacrificing to Satan, and it says that in Acts 7. Stephen exposed their sacrificial system. Their entire religion was the serving of the devil and not the living God. The tabernacle of Moloch and the star Saturn is what the Bible says. So most people that bring a tithe and an offering because they don't understand the sacrificial system like it was in the first coming, in the second coming, there has to be a rebaptism into the water temple to bring your sacrifice to Yahweh and not to the dry place and sacrificing to demons. Most still bring their offering to the altars of demons. Well, you're going to perpetuate the kingdom of hell and the demonic agenda. Luciferianism is in every building made by human hand. You do not want to be sowing into the fallen angels. But because of our religious nature, we do it in ignorance. That's why the second coming is a baptism. Get into the water. I'll carry you into the true temple of Yahweh, and you'll learn a new sacrificial system. It will start with your finances. It will end with your very soul sacrificed on the golden altar to be possessed by God the Father. Total glorification, total union in your heart, soul, mind, and bones through sacrifice first in the natural, then in the spiritual. What does the Bible say, the prescription of the New Testament? First in the natural. Luke 16, 11 says, unless you are first in the natural, entrusted and faithful with natural finances, You can never be faithful with spiritual wealth, riches, and glory finances, which is the faith of God the Father, the treasures of heaven. Luke 16, 11, it is written, Jesus was trying to bring them out of the natural religious bondage of the demons 
into the spiritual liberty of God. And he said the gateway was through financial faithfulness. Luke 16, 11. That is very rare in the glory stream and the charismatic church. And God bless you if you are faithful in finances. It is, honestly, I've been full-time ministry 15 years, the rarest thing I've ever experienced. A lot of people love being around RLM. They love being around the glory, but they, they're not givers. They're not sacrificers. And they don't make it with us because their heart was never really with us. They just wanted to take from us, but not give anything back into the temple. They never make it. I've never watched a single one make it. Their heart was never in it because where your money is, there your heart will be also, Jesus said. Very important. If you want an anchor into the throne of God, it begins in every single prescription in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation with financial giving. And when the gold comes into the temple, then the glory fills the temple. You give from the heart. And it works 100% of the time. And God says, you can test me in it. Malachi 4. Amen. We're all being prepared together. All of us, this whole tribe, this whole community, we're being prepared in the baptism of the Father's love. That the Father's glory moves through us powerfully. So get expectant about that baptism of the Father's glory. Get it, be expectant about Him being capable to do more with you than you can imagine. You want to talk about finances, let's, let's instead of worrying about lack, the Father will give you something to worry about. What are you going to spend all of it on? Because it's all in the temple. It's all sanctified. It's all redeemed. All riches are under the feet of the glory, and then you have never-ending abundance, which has been the calling from the beginning. So this is how we have to get our vision corrected. This is what we need to be expecting in. <laughs> and this is how he's going to align our hearts with the vision of the Father, with the vision of his goodness. So I bless you in this new season of love, this new season of increases, and this new season of overflow as we go deeper and richer in the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Happy New Year, you guys. It's awesome having Nikolai back. <laughs> this is going to get so wild. Our crew in Minneapolis is growing tremendously. I mean, I am so proud of each and every one. And we're just going to start flying. We're going to start really leading. And if you want an impartation of what we're doing here, I'm telling you, come do a seven-day or 14-day internship with us. There's openings up in October and November and December. And all the way, we'll book all the way into the spring, January, February, March. And you'll be comfortable here. Don't worry about the cold. Don't be scared. You will get discipled in the glory of God, in the greatest glory in the world. This ministry, I tell you the truth in humility, walks in the greatest glory of any ministry in the world. That's what we pioneered, the glory of God and the knowledge of the glory. And the impartation is fierce. I have dealt with half of our interns having doubts before they come, even asking for refunds. And I'm not sure if I'm supposed to go. I got stuff going on. I'm like, come here for the glory. Huh? 
Don't just lay your agenda on the altar. I'm telling you, they don't. Nobody has a grid for what we walk in in RLM Minneapolis. It is so out of this world until you come and experience it yourself. And I'll I'll do a one-on-one -on -one with you. You have you have tons of time with Jake and Stephanie, our intern pastors, and and there's so much continuous ministry and soaking and revelating and getting glorified here. And come stay with us for a while and learn the ways of the throne room glory. You'll be so blessed. Amen. Love you guys. Bless our partners, Father, tremendously. And I ask, Father, for conviction, a healthy conviction of the Holy Ghost into every viewer to start partnering, to start tithing into the water temple. Amen. For the works of the priesthood, for your hearts to be totally glorified. Not even so much for our end, for your end. It's for the melting of the wax of your heart to start giving until it hurts and makes you uncomfortable because that's the melting of your heart. God will always bring the increase, but make sure you're doing it from your heart. And if you're not hearing clearly in your heart, do a little fasting and read the word until you're hearing accurately, then start obeying and God will lead you in giving and you advance the kingdom of heaven with us and you'll be most blessed in Jesus name. We'll see you tomorrow.